Good morning and welcome to Echoes of Calvary. This is your host, Greg Sweeting. Thank you for opening your home to us this morning. I invite you to now open your hearts and worship with us as we share from the Word of God. Stay with us as we share comments and illustrations with a spiritual application, present special music to call us to worship, and in a few minutes, Pastor Alan Lee will come to share insights from Scripture and explain how to apply God's Word that we might grow to be complete in Christ. I was so sorry when I saw a street interview from New York recently. It made me really sad. It was a part of a special project conducted by a well-known TV show host. He had been disturbed for a few years at how secular America is becoming. He often takes issue with the ACLU and the frequent challenges they bring to the courts about religious matters. And of course, the ACLU often win, such as no prayer in schools anymore or no more nativity scenes in public places, or forcing people to remove a large white cross in the Mojave Desert erected there years ago in memory of the fallen soldiers of the world wars. Many other challenges that attack religion, and particularly Christianity. The host of the show that featured this segment, being an ardent Catholic himself, often mentions his faith and attributes many of the woes and ills befalling his country to the diminishing influence of church and religion in general in the lives of American people. Because of this decline, he sent one of his reporters out into the street to test how much the general public in New York City knew about Christmas. This is the piece I watched, and while some of it was amusing, overall it was sad to see how far America has really fallen, at least in my opinion. One interview was with a young woman. I would say she was probably in her early 20s. The question she was asked was, in which city was Jesus born? A blank look came over her face and she turned quickly to her friend next to her and asked her the same question, obviously hoping she would know the answer to that simple question because obviously she did not. In my opinion, by all appearances, she was a typical American. In other words, it was apparent to me that she was probably not a visitor from some distant land where Christianity might be foreign, maybe an unknown religion even. In my opinion, she ought to have known that answer. There were other questions about Christmas asked of other passers-by in the square by this reporter. Name the gifts that the wise men brought to Jesus, for example. Where did they come from? Of all the people asked, it was clear that the subject of Christmas and the reason for the celebration and even the main characters of this event are details that are vaguely familiar or even unknown to many in New York and by implication across America. I would suggest that we could say probably even across the world and be right. So I wondered to myself, and I ask you to consider, where has America gone wrong? Long time ago in Bethlehem, so the Holy Bible says, Mary's boy child Jesus Christ was born on Christmas Day. Hark now hear the angels sing a new king's born today. Man will live for 
cause of Christmas Day. While shepherds watched their flock by night, they saw a bright new shining star and heard a choir from heaven sing the music seemed to come from afar hark now hear the angels sing a new king's born today man will live forevermore because of christmas day Joseph and his wife Mary came to Bethlehem that night. They found no place to born their child, not a single room was in sight. By and by they found a little nook in a stable all forlorn. Cold and dark, Mary's little boy was born. Trumpets sound and angels sing. Listen what they sing. Man will live forevermore because of Christmas Day. On the other side of this situation and coming closer to home in a manner of speaking, it is my opinion that if you conducted a similar survey in the Bahamas, 98% of Bahamians would know the answer to many of the questions asked on that TV interview, especially the easy ones like, where was Jesus born? They may not even want to live a Christian life, according to biblical standards, I mean, but I'm sure they will immediately say Bethlehem. The correct response, of course. I'm happy about this conclusion that I made. I believe I'm correct. The important thing, though, is to be aware that head knowledge is not the end of the journey. It is all a big trivia contest if all we have to show for it is the championship and winning the questions, but they're not yet to heaven. That brings the matter front and center. Knowing the historical facts is not redeeming knowledge. The blood of Jesus, God's Son, cleanses from all sin. God was in Christ, redeeming the world to himself. And there is no name under heaven given amongst men whereby you must be saved. You know these verses. You know the truth that it is a personal decision to accept Jesus, the same one that was born so long ago in Bethlehem as your Savior, and then you can be sure about heaven and an eternity with God. Christmas, when we remember his birth, is a great time to make sure of your future security by accepting him as your Savior if you've never made this decision before. Translate that head knowledge about Christmas into heart knowledge about the Christ of Christmas. Let me wish you and everyone out there, all of our Echoes of Calvary family, an exceedingly happy Christmas from the team here at the studio. God bless you all.
And now with his message for this Christmas Sunday, here is our pastor, Alan Lee. Thank you, Greg. And I want to join with you and also, of course, with Nathan Sawyer, our media director here, in wishing you a blessed and joyous Christmas. We trust that this Christmas will be the best Christmas you have ever experienced. But now let me ask you, would you like that to really be the case? That is, that you have a blessed Christmas, the best that you have ever experienced? If so, let me give you a guaranteed way to make it happen. And it's very simple. Here it is. Simply honor the one Christmas is designed to honor, Jesus Christ. Make him the true guest of honor at all of your celebrations, as the first Christmas gift ever given. You need to do two things to do this. First, 
you need to receive him as the first Christmas gift and as your Savior. And then secondly, you need to open the gift. In other words, to get a real good look at who Jesus Christ is and see what it is, or rather who it is, that you really got on that first Christmas so long ago. Now, isn't that logical and simple? After all, Jesus is the guest of honor, isn't he? But yet, how many fail to honor him accordingly? Many celebrate Christmas without even one thought of the Christ of Christmas. Again, I say, to really have a joyous Christmas, we must honor the Christ of Christmas. We must raise our heads, our hearts, and our hands heavenward and say with deep conviction, as Paul does in 1 Corinthians 9.27, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. That's a divine description of the first Christmas gift, unspeakable in the King James Version. The word may also be translated indescribable. So Paul is saying, thanks be unto God for his indescribable gift. Now, have you ever asked yourself why the Apostle Paul describes Jesus as unspeakable or indescribable? In actual fact, we cannot really answer this question satisfactorily because to do so would mean to speak the unspeakable and to describe the indescribable. But there is nevertheless a blessing in trying to speak the unspeakable and to describe the indescribable. It helps us to appreciate the wonder and magnificence of Jesus Christ as God's awesome Christmas gift to us. So let me give you several reasons why I believe Jesus Christ is indescribable and why we need, as it were, to open this Christmas gift and see what we really got when and if we receive Jesus Christ as Savior. Why does Paul say that Jesus is indescribable? First, I believe he says this because Jesus is infinite. Jesus is God, a very God, veiled in human flesh. His birth in the manger was but his means of entrance as the eternal one into the limitations of time. He is the express image of God. In him dwells the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. The Bible says he is the effulgence of God's glory. He is the unique eternal son of the eternal God. He is a son who is as old as his father and whose father is as eternally young as his eternal son. Friends, the history of human salvation concentrates on the first coming to the earth of Jesus Christ as its central point. Listen carefully now. The incarnation of Jesus Christ is coming out into view of the divine basis of all that exists. It is the entrance of the Lord of history into history itself. This means that the manger of Bethlehem, in conjunction with Golgotha, that's Calvary, will forever be of all times the turning point of all love, the highest point, of all salvation, the starting point, and of all worship, the central point. Friends, this is the one we are to honor on Christmas Day, God's indescribable Christmas gift to us. He was sent from heaven with love. But Jesus is also infinite in wisdom. He is greater than Solomon. He is the wonderful counselor. He is infinite in essence. He is the mighty God. He is infinite in his existence. He is the everlasting Father. He is infinite in compassion. He is the Prince of Peace. Yes, my friends, Jesus is infinite in his person because he bears the names Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And so I say again, he is the one that we must honor this Christmas. But Jesus is also infinite in his power. 
He was co-created with the Father in the creation of the world. He is the author, in fact, of creation. John tells us that all things were made by him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Paul tells us that by him were all things created, that are in heaven, on earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions, principalities or powers, all things are created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. In other words, Jesus is the sustainer of the universe in which you and I live, and he is the one we are to honor on Christmas Day. But Jesus is also God's unspeakable gift because he is, in fact, indescribable. When speaking of Jesus Christ, listen to what C.J. Rowell said. He was a tremendous uh, poet. This is what he says. Which mortal can describe his peerless person, his infinite being, his almighty power, his glorious beauty, his divine nature, his boundless grace, his unsurpassing love, his wondrous conception, his spotless life, his marvelous miracles, his infallible teaching, his unfathomable suffering for the sin of the world, his inexplicable death, his triumphant resurrection and ascension to the right hand of majesty on high. End of quote. And so, friends, I ask you again, who really can describe his glorified human nature? I reply without hesitancy and utmost confidence, no man, no angel, no principality or power, no one on earth, under the earth or in the heavens above, none, my friends, can describe this indescribable one. In fact, the scriptures themselves use practically every letter in the alphabet in an attempt to describe this indescribable one. He is called, for instance, the Alpha and Omega, the author of salvation, the ancient of days, the anchor of hope, the beginning of creation, the bread of God, the balm of Gilead, the creator of all things, the captain of our salvation, the chiefest of 10,000, the day spring from on high, the door of the sheep, the day star to arise, the everlasting to everlasting, the eternal God and Emmanuel, God with us. He's called Jesus because he came to save his people from their sins. He is called Christ because he is God's anointed one, because he is prophet, priest, and king. And my friends, he is God's Christmas gift to you and to me. That's why it is he whom we must honor this Christmas. C.J. Rolls also eloquently says again, and I quote, To his name there is no norm, to his fame there is no finality, to his claim there is no confine, to his love there is no limit, to his honor there is no horizon, to his beauty there is no boundary, to his truth there is no terminus, to his mercy there is no measure. The fountain of his fullness never fails, the reservoir of his resources never recedes, the wisdom of his word never wanes, the vigor of his virtue never varies, the burnish of his beauty never lessens, and the prowess of his power never perishes. End of quote. My friends, this is the one we are to honor on Christmas Day. This is the one we are to worship on Christmas Day. But Jesus Christ is also indescribable because he is invaluable. He's invaluable, first of all, to the Father. The scripture tells us in Proverbs 8, that Jesus was eternally the Father's daily delight. He was the source of joy and happiness of the heart of the Father. His eternal presence in the courts of heaven was the cause for the eternal smile on the lips of God. He was the song of the Father's heart. Yes, Jesus is invaluable to the Father. Yet, both of them agreed that he had to forsake heaven 
and give up the outward manifestation of his glory in the Godhead to take the suspended stoop of becoming a man in order to die for the human race. But Jesus Christ is also invaluable to man. He's invaluable first to the Christian. He's the source of the Christian's power. Without him, we can do nothing. He is the source of the Christian's victory. That's why Paul could say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He is the source of the Christian's holiness. Paul says, Christ is our sanctification. He is the believer's link with heaven. Jesus himself said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. He is also the believer's peace, hope, joy, and provider. He is the believer's friend all in all. He is indeed invaluable to the Christian. But he's also invaluable to the unsaved, those of you who do not know him as Savior now, who've never received him as the first Christmas gift. This infinite, unspeakable, indescribable gift of God is the only source of your salvation. Peter makes it quite clear in Acts 4.12. There's no other name under heaven given among men by which we can be saved. And so no matter what other name it may be, if it is not the name of Jesus Christ, that name cannot offer or provide you with salvation. Jesus Christ is the only mediator between you and the Father. He is the world's greatest gift because he is given by the world's greatest lover, the one who only gives perfect gifts. God himself gives this gift to us. That's why he is beyond description. Hear once again the words of C.J. Rowles. I quote now, Christ the gift of God outstrips all estimates. Artists cannot depict him. Artists cannot describe him. Culture cannot appraise him. Bankers cannot value him. Earth cannot equal him. Heaven cannot match him. And angels cannot compare with him. No scales can weigh his worth. No tables can measure his value. And no standards of calculation can append a cost to so priceless a gift. End of quote. My friends, that's why Jesus Christ is so invaluable and indescribable. Jesus Christ, I say, is absolutely indescribable, unspeakable. And so to truly keep Christ in Christmas, we must recognize and acknowledge this fact by accepting him as our Savior and worshiping him as our Lord. My friends, this morning, after more than 2,000 years, God the Father is still offering this unspeakable gift to whosoever will, to you who are still without Jesus Christ. And so, friend, take it from one who knows. Jesus Christ is still the best Christmas gift you can possibly receive. He was sent from heaven with love as God's first Christmas gift to the world. If you do not have him now, will you receive him now? If you have already received him, then I implore you, Show that you know who he really is by worshiping him this Christmas as you have never done before. I say again, he is God's unspeakable, indescribable gift to you, sent from heaven with love. As always, this is Pastor Lee saying, Sila, think and act on these things. And oh yes, have a blessed, worshipful Christmas.
be when the Savior comes from heaven, when his blessed face we see. You have been listening to Echoes of Calvary, a radio ministry of Calvary Bible Church in Nassau, Bahamas. Our morning worship service begins this morning at 11 o'clock in the sanctuary located on Collins Avenue. We extend an invitation to you to join us on these occasions. If you would like to contact the church or Pastor Lee, address your letters to Echoes of Calvary, Post Office Box N1684, Nassau, Bahamas. And so we come to an end of this broadcast. I invite you to think about the message this morning. Consider the one who is our Savior and Lord. Grow to be complete in Him. And remember, as echoes from Calvary stir in your heart, keep listening for that shout, Maranatha, the Lord is coming soon. There forevermore to stay, hold the fort a little longer, in your struggle over sin. Trust the great commander's promise, he will surely come again. happen in a moment, Jesus Christ could come again. I am listening every moment, for the mighty trumpet sound. What a time we'll have together, when the saints shall leave the town, and our toiling will be in a moment Jesus Christ could come again